Congratulations, S.Y. You won the giveaway from last week. We got some trending funny books to discuss. Another week, another list, an Overstreet Price Guide Advisor. How you feeling, brother? I am great, Tom. There are so many of these comics that are making the news, and it's crazy when you start seeing books going from comic circles to the mainstream. Hit the like, slap the subscribe, support what we do. We are doing a 50K milestone giveaway of ASM 361, a 9.6 graded copy of the first appearance of Carnage, and at the list at number 10... We got to talk about Godzilla. Number 10 on the list, Godzilla number one. $65 average sales, $675 for a CGC 9.8. This book has made our list multiple times, and I am happy to see it back. Godzilla's come up on our list multiple times, largely because of the movies, the adaptations. But then we also had the animation show that took place. And now we're seeing, as of this month, an announcement that there's a live-action series that's currently in development. Any Godzilla news is good news. You know what? When we heard that there was an anime coming, people were super excited. Now that there is news of a live-action Godzilla MonsterVerse series in development for Apple+, Plus, it makes it back on the list. With the focus on the Monarch Agency in the MonsterVerse that we have seen already on screen, we're going to actually be following a family as they travel across a country filled with kaijus. Twice as many copies sold this week after the news dropped, and this is proof that we don't necessarily need to have it focused directly on Godzilla. We can work on world building a franchise to bring in more characters from the Godzilla lore. At the list at number nine, Mary Jane and Black Cat Beyond. Number one, the one in 50 Adam Hughes cover. This book is blowing up. For good reason. We kind of figured that this Adam Hughes variant was going to be absolute fire. But anytime you see a 1 in 50 selling for $110 average sales two days after it's released, you know you have a banger on your hands. We actually get a riff of the classic Mary Jane bubble found in ASM 42 upon introduction where she says, face it, tiger, you hit the jackpot. We see Black Cat starting to say Mary Jane's line and then her cutting it off. Bravo, Adam Hughes. Now, people who are amazing Spider-Man fans and people who are Adam Hughes fans just love this cover. And really, it is such an iconic moment. It is not the first time we have seen this moment rift, though. One of my favorites, which is kind of expensive, is when they did Amazing Spider-Man 678, and they had the Venom symbiote over Gwen, and it said, face it, Tiger, you just lost the jackpot. Now, that variant at a 9.8 in December sold for $6,800. People love their Mary Jane. They especially love their Adam Hughes. And Adam Hughes, whenever he draws a female, whether it's Marvel or DC, it becomes something sought out in the collectible market because it's amazing. It's beautiful. And if that variant is something that you like, but you don't have $6,800, I'll recommend one that really went under the radar. King in Black Wenham versus Carnage number one. There was an Inhyuk Lee store variant. Trade dress is still available for under 30 virgins under 40. You are correct, Tom. People do love their Mary Jane. She makes me feel all right, Russ. She makes my heart sing. At the list at number eight, we have Fantastic Four 358. We got to talk about the power scroll. $15 average sales, $350 for a CGC 9.8. This is the first appearance of Pybok, the power scroll. Now we finally have more news this week about Secret Invasion that they are getting close to wrapping up shooting. It's crazy to see such a highly anticipated show that has been kept under wraps so well. I suspect we're going to be in for a lot of surprises, a lot of mystery behind this show, and it's being 
being labeled a political thriller by Kevin Feige. We know that Kingsley Ben-Adir is cast to play a scroll, but which one? And that's why this book is landing on our list today. An increase of copies sold to 417%. However, we do see Khaleesi on set, and the spec is running wild there. Marvel's done such a fantastic job of giving all of their shows and their movies a unique flavor, and Political Thriller is one they haven't done, but I know they're going to be successful. So they did leak the set photos, and Amelia Clark is seen with some green on. People are starting to think that she may be Abigail. Abigail Brand, the leader of S.W.O.R.D., we've heard this spec before. This is the agency that we were introduced to in WandaVision that manages intergalactic threats. And Abigail doesn't just have pyrokinesis as a power. She essentially has a babblefish in her ear. She can speak multiple dialects, languages, alien languages because of her tongue. And when we read the character description that is attached to Amelia Clark, although we don't have a specific character that has been released, it reads as a confident spy with powers that allow her to get in and out of situations. So this is an amazing tongue power that gives her an opportunity to be able to communicate with Skrulls and other alien life form and humans. She's the perfect go-between. Now, her first appearance in Cameo is in Astonishing X-Men number three, but she gets her first full appearance in issue six alongside of S.W.O.R.D., the agency we were just talking about. Both of those books made the Trending 20, the larger list that we source these comic books from every single week from the best comic app in existence. Key Collector Comics utilize Kotom 101 on either the Android or the iOS version of the app because you can download it for both devices and get access to a plethora of valuable comic book data, key alerts, breaking news, catalog your comic books, and so much more. And you support the show. Number seven on the list, Reptile. Number one, $15 average sales and $90 for a high sale of a CDC 9.8. This is the first solo series featuring Reptile. Now, this comic book has come on Spec Raider a handful of times because of the other first appearance found in here of his cousin, Eva Quintero. The reason why she was on Spec Radar last year was because of Marvel Voices Comunidades issue number one, where she would join Strange Academy. And this last week in issue 15 of Strange Academy, we actually see her on page. She is in the comic book. Although brief, clearly Marvel is utilizing this character for good reason. And what's this? Strange Academy is getting canceled? Now don't be alarmed, comic fam. We're just ending the semester and we know that there's more coming. They have just solicited that Strange Academy 18 will be the final issue of this part of the run. And the recent one that just came out, Strange Academy 15, includes the first cover appearance of Gaslamp, another character that we've recently been talking about. And now back to Reptile number one, an increase of copies sold to 586% this week. We have mainstream news coverage over Strange Academy, comic book news coverage over the same run. We also have a minor key appearance, Gaslamp's first on the cover, spiking this book, making it one a lot of members are after at their LCSs, and Ava on the interior. Clearly Marvel has plans for this character, thus this First appearance continues to be of interest to the collectors. A 1 in 25 variant exists of this comic book by Hernanda Souza, and it's going for $40 average sales. For those of you that haven't been reading this book, you need to catch up. It is a fantastic read. And regarding the final upcoming issue, senior editor Nick Lowe says, seriously, you do not want to miss this issue. It's going to destroy you emotionally and destroy the school beyond recognition. Looking at the list at number six, we have Thor issue number 21, seeing $10 average sales, the origin issue of The God of Hammers. This book 
be hot. And there's a one in 25 Michael Walsh cover hitting $70 average sales. I saw $80 sales just yesterday. We knew this book was going to be hot. And considering Thor 20 was the first appearance of God of Hammers, I had people attempting to order this book almost immediately. Now, number 20 was released a week late. So solicitations for this one felt like they came a little bit early and this book hit and it was hot as everyone expected. I even saw some members of the community kind of confused. They felt like Thor 20 had just come out and that's because it was late. I think this is now a perfect storm, no pun intended. If you read Thor and you're caught up on your Sir Kate's goodness, you know what I'm talking about. There was no time for the hype to match the need, the interest and the acquisition of this comic if you didn't have it on your pull list. A lot of times you're gonna see writers and artists do a good job of building a slow build to a big character reveal. The thing we've got right now is because of paper shortages and damages and replacements and things that are like released on different dates, it's a little tough for someone like Donny Cates to be able to have every single issue come out the right way because Marvel isn't necessarily able to cooperate because of issues in the supply chain. And now we're going to number five on the list with Moon Knight number three from the Jeff Lemire run. An increase of copies sold of 1,233% and $5 average sales because people weren't specking on this book. Well, Tom and our friend Nick over at Key Collector made a video last week that you need to check out that does a super deep dive into the speculation on this book. It's all about that call that Mark Spector receives in the trailer. Who is Layla? as the character's name is written in the closed captions. And on his phone, there's a picture of a crocodile. Well, in the comic books, there is no Layla, but there is a Dr. Emmett. A Dr. Emmett who Mark Spector has a vision, takes on an Egyptian god with a crocodile head, who also has ties to the Sun King, which many believe Ethan Hawke is going to portray. There's also an incredible 1 in 25 variant cover done by Pacific Northwest artist Jeffrey Varegi. We've seen those sell for $275 on average and $621 for a CGC 9.8. This is a stunning cover that I think people were purchasing because it was lower print and harder to come by. But now with this spec piled on top of it, that book be blowing up. Tom, when the phone rings at the shop on Wednesday, I always hope it's someone calling to sell me a collection, but normally it's someone asking for a book. And this week, Ryan fielded so many calls about Black Panther. I didn't have enough copies, but we knew it was going to make the list right on the list this week. Number four, Black Panther. Number three, hot book, $12 average sales because it's the first appearance of Tosin Adoye. This is the 200th milestone issue. Amazing. A 10 page reveal of this new character that I am so hyped about, dude. We have a different spin on the narrative as it pertains to the civilization of Wakanda. We have a technologically advanced society that is so focused on how to utilize vibranium and with what purpose, what goals. And you have Black Panther who wants to be the king and to uplift his society and kind of keep it within. But then you also have Killmonger who wants to utilize it to expand the civilization. Well, there is a kind of another faction, another group where the society wants nothing to do with that, nothing to do with the wars and the fighting or the technology. And that's where Tosin gets introduced. Now, this is an interesting addition to this issue because it's a little 10-page side story. And I have a very strong feeling we're going to be seeing more and more of this character. It's great to have them delve into more than just Takala and Killmonger and some of the main characters that we know in Black Panther.
What I find fascinating is how this particular society utilizes vibranium, rather how they flow with it. They look at it as a mineral that is not just something that is a tool or a resource, but something that is part of their culture. And they essentially fuse with it, which is why Tosin has such a cool character design. Those lines, that purple that also brightens up is indeed vibranium. They use the vibranium to give them almost superpowers in a spiritual sort of way, but we see Tosin attempting to bring their village from hiding into the forefront. The true Wakanda, as it's described in this narrative. We have Black Panther number three, the first printing, but there is a one in 25 variant that has gone from $100. By the time I hit the mic, I had to check the prices again. $225 for the Torrin Clark variant. Now, this is the second one in 25 new book on the list this week. So there's a lot of people excited in the comic fam. I want everyone to be careful because a lot of times these books come out hot and kind of come down a little bit. So watch for those ebbs and flows and hopefully you'll make the purchase at the right time. Dude, we got some dope exclusives going out in February. Every single month I say it's my favorite month, but my (laughs) God, it's like we just keep upping the game. And I'm so glad that so many publishers want to work with us to keep (laughs) releasing better and better variants every time. Comic fam, if you enjoy what we do, hit the link in the description. Join the February mystery mail call. One per box. We're sending out a copy of Thor issue 20, first appearance of the God of Hammers, Alex Maleev cover, and also one per box. Cover art done by Trish Forstner. By Tony Fleece, we have Stray Dogs Dogs Day, issue number one, an homage to I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, it's so perfect. Join the community comic famine at the list at number three. We have Swordmaster number one. Marvel has taken over our list today. $18 average sales, $200 for a CGC 9.8. This is the origin of Swordmaster, and we get to see him team up with Shang-Chi. It's a 143% increase in copies sold because we see some new images about a new Iron Fist comic. That's right, we have a new Iron Fist coming, but who are they? And issue three was solicited. We see the cover and notice the hilt. Notice the symbol right dead center on this comic book. Awfully close to Swordmaster's symbol on the sword. Awfully close, Tom. No, it's the same darn symbol. Can you imagine if this is not our new Iron Fist? Like, is Marvel trolling us? (laughs) It'd be a pretty big troll, but yeah, those look like the exact same symbol. Look out for that 1 in 50 hanging variant. This is going for $125 average sales. Swordmaster makes his first full appearance in War of the Realms, New Agents of Atlas, issue number two, which has its own slate of multiple reasons to spec on. With such a powerful team of Asian superheroes and characters, we know it's not long before we see more of them coming out. And now at the list at number two, we have Batgirl number one making her way back on our list. But for a different reason entirely, we're taking it to 2011, the new 52, with $15 average sales and a $150 high sale for a CGC 9.8. We have the return of Barbara Gordon as Batgirl, who up until this point was formerly the Oracle. And we also have the first appearance of the Mirror. But most importantly this week, we have the first appearance of Alicia Yao. So when this book first came out, people were excited about the Adam Hughes cover, and then they were upset about the fact that Batgirl wasn't Oracle, and then they were happy that Batgirl was Batgirl. It was a very fast thing. So we had casting news back in October, and now we have confirmation that Ivory Aquino has been cast in the role of Alicia Yeo. Two Adam Hughes covers on the list today, comic fam. Slap that like button. 
But we also have a big moment for DC, an increase of 975% in copies sold week over week. But this marks DC's first official casting of a trans character in DC Comics featured film played by someone who identifies as trans. Wonderful. I love Barbara Gordon, and I am excited because we have already seen a comics-accurate costume, and the fact that we're already casting and have someone who's going to play Barbara Gordon's roommate, they're going comic-accurate on this one. Bravo. At the list at number one, fair warning to the comic fam. I hope you can handle it because we're about to get a little controversial here. Hit the like, slap the subscribe. Number one on the list, an absolute classic book, a book that has won a Pulitzer Prize, a book that so many people have recommended as one of the most outstanding and beautiful books ever written that was banned this week. By the Tennessee School Board of Education, we have Mouse, A Survivor's Tale, issue number one. Now, this is the graphic novel adaptation of the book. We'll get into it, but it's seeing $15 average sales and an increase of 424% after said school board banned this from their curriculum, stating that it is because of language and nudity. Now, let's tell the comic fam who don't know what kind of nudity are they talking about? Oh, we're talking about mice that are being persecuted by Nazi cats. So we're actually talking about animal nudity if we're talking about nudity and foul language that, again, for a book that has such a amazingly dark subject matter, there are dead mice being hung by their necks in this. This actually is telling a survivor's tale of his parents going through a concentration camp. So people caring about nudity and language, I think you're missing the point of the book. That's right. This is one of the first comics that I was recommended as a youth, and it changed my perception on how to read comics and, and what you could take away from the medium. And that is something I've heard time and time again from family members, friends, dealers in the space. We all love this comic book because it means so much more than what's in the pages. You can look at these pinnacle books and these writers and these artists when you talk about how Will Eisner propelled a story, when you talk about how Jack Kirby made movement in the comic books, when you talk about Alan Moore and Watchmen. I mean, Art Spiegelman's Mouse is up there in like the top 10 books that people talk about moving forward comic books as a medium. Now, this graphic novel is compiled of seven different, like, micro-sized comic book inserts that came out in a magazine called Raw Magazine between 1980 and 1986, then to be compiled to a graphic novel, which is what's on the list today, in 1988. Now, those Raw Magazines exist, and they are rare, and we actually found some pictures of some that sold on eBay. There was a set of four of them that went for above $400. Seems low, by the way, and those inserts are so damn cool. They are really, really cool, and I've never seen any of these in person. They are super scarce, so if you do, in fact, find Raw Magazine, you may be sitting on a gold mine. We have to know your thoughts about this comic, fam. Mouse was a very important comic book in my life, and I want to know in the comment section if you've read it and what you think about the school system banning it for such absurd reasons, in our opinion. We appreciate your time today. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button. Enter to win the 50K milestone giveaway that we're doing. And we got another bonus book to bring to the mic as a giveaway as well. So Tom and I weren't sure if we could show the whole cover <laughs> with anything. So we covered it up a little bit. And here's just a cat that happens to have a funny mustache. But this is a first printing of Mouse Volume Number 1. 
please comment down below with what you think and it'll enter you to win a copy of the first printing of this incredible book. We appreciate your time today, as always. Geek responsibly. Enough said. Comic Fam, every single Wednesday, you can find myself and Russ the Comic Sensei on the best new app to buy and sell collectibles, whatnot, available for both Androids and iPhones. Dollar Star auctions of collectibles, but we're there for the funny books that last as little as 60 seconds, 20 seconds, sometimes 15 seconds if we're feeling spicy every single Wednesday. Two other videos for you to check out. We made them for you. Have a great week.